Hello, and welcome to Sensational Chat Podcast. Every week we're diving into real talk, no jargon, just practical advice and inspiring stories in finance, career development, personal growth, and much more. I'm your host, Francesca Torre, an entrepreneur, educator, and founder of Centaur Women, a community of modern women transforming sense into millions. Now, let's pop in those earbuds and let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Sensational Chats. You know that there is this moment in everyone's life when, you know, you stand at a crossroad of a major decision, a moment that could ready your entire career. So maybe you're there right now, wondering whether to take the leap into a new venture or wondering how to navigate your next career move. So it's thrilling, right? Um, Today's episode is tailor-made for you, and I'm Francesca, your host, and I'm thrilled to introduce our guest, Cassandra Yun. Cassandra is not just a beacon of inspiration in the tech world, she's a testament to what happens when passion meets perseverance. So as the founder and CEO of Digital Eleven, she's carved a niche in the tech industry, especially in the realm of talent acquisition and HR for startups. So in our chat today, we'll deep dive into Cassandra's journey, uncovering insights and strategies that could be your guiding light in the tech industry. So, you know, whether you're crafting that perfect resume, prepping for, I don't know, a tech job interview or simply looking to for that spark of motivation to push you forward, this episode is it all. So grab your headphones, uh, find a cozy spot, and let's get this part as we explore the future of work and talent in the digital age with Cassandra. So Cassandra. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you so much. It's a truly pleasure to have you as a guest today. Um, um, could you please start by telling us a bit about yourself, a bit about your journey and the tech industry? Yes, yeah, sure. I'm happy to. So, um, what can I, how can I start? I'm a mom of two boys. Um, yeah, we live on the countryside now. We just moved from Munich uh, to a riverside. Um, and yeah, we uh, started the company uh, Digital 11 five years ago. Um, I firstly started uh, alone, uh, getting out of the consulting industry and recruiting. Um First, I started alone. It was uh, a lot in terms of helping clients becoming more digital and also the startups when they wanted to, yeah, uh, ha when they had ideas and they want to, to start their business. So they came up a lot. So um, during this time, my husband had his own tech startup. That's why we also figured it out. It could be a good win-win uh, situation and a match to work together. So he started working with me. So we're doing this now since four years together. And uh, yeah, just helping everyone who might need help in becoming more digital or scaling tech teams and uh, also having some questions about finance as well, as my husband is out, uh, out of the finance industry as well. I see. Yeah, that's how it is about us. So you're a family of entrepreneurs Yes, I would say. <laughs> With a great career on both sides. Um, so finance and so you mentioned uh, a journey in consultancy, right? Yes, yeah. 
digital consulting suite, so building up uh, digital hubs and stuff. Okay, and but how do you think, how does Digital 11 contribute to the tech ecosystem? Well, um, with Digital 11, um, we really try to help the companies who haven't started their digital apartment yet. Um, so we just try to help them from the beginning to set up all the things you need for a digital business, tech company, tech business. This is um, even if you can imagine a big company, a very old one, um, they haven't been digital at all. They want to have a new digital business. So digital business building, we also call it. Um, we try to help them from the very beginning, first idea, um, also strategies and everything. And then when it comes to hiring, we help them. So this is where I think it's uh, where we can contribute to the tech uh, scene. I see. And, you know, for this big traditional companies, but at the same time for like more young companies such as startups, I mean, what do you think are the key factors for successful talent acquisition? To be honest, it's, it's time and personality and also the culture fit. Yeah. So mm. culture fit for me is the most important one. Because tech stuff, you can always learn, of course, yeah. But the culture fit is the most important one for the perfect hiring and the long-term hiring, right? Because if the culture fit is there, you you like each other, you talk to each other. That's the most important part. Also in the industry, uh, in the interviews and in the selecting part uh, before they start their job, talking to each other is the best and not hurrying and stuff, right? So this is my 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 big uh, yeah. I think that's a good uh, thing to do. I see. And so cultural fit, uh, I mean, it brings to my mind also how important might be soft skills at the same time in this kind of tech interviews and how, you know, candidates can demonstrate this effectively during the interviews and how can they demonstrate that they have the right soft skills at the same time, you know, in the end is also this cultural fit mm -hmm. that really works for that specific company? Yeah, no, that's a very good question. And it's a, a difficult question as well, <laughs> to <God>, right? <laughs> no, but I, again, I think it's the most important question. And this is what we also do in the interviews. First, of course, with our customers, our clients, what is important for you? When you wanna when you wanna have some somebody who who joins your company, so what is important for you besides the tech skills, right? So this is what we ask first the clients, and then um, of course we talk to the to the candidates. We have some tricky questions, um, yeah, collected over the years to be honest, yeah. So where we can figure it out a bit, um, yeah, not really directly but indirectly in talking with them and asking them questions. So as we're doing this almost since ten years now, or me um, in this industry, so I have some. Sometimes uh, a good feeling when somebody tells me something where I think, okay, this could be a good match or not. Yeah. In terms of asking then, for example, one question is asking them, so um, when you have a problem in your team, so you're working in cross-functional teams in the tech industry, you work in agile, um, there's a problem. So what are you going to do? So this is one important question we ask the candidates and then you can really see how they react, what they would do. So then you can always see if it fits or not. Uh, I think that 
It's a very tricky and difficult question to ask your candidate, but I think it's essential also because if you have also sort of agile mentality, you're able to adapt into problems and then different situations that the tech industry might be the right place for you. But then if you're not able to, once you encounter a problem to you know, really understand how to face it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people who are coming more for traditional businesses and traditional firms sometimes might struggle a bit more rather than people who have a sort of like um, agile and flexible and mindset. Mm-hmm. And how, in your experience, right, how important is to tailor a resume and cover letter for each tech job application? I mean, are there any specific tips that you know you could share um yes sure so this is what i always tell somebody who asked me um i mean uh one tip is for the cv um for the resume is really try to uh, put everything on one page yeah so don't uh, have uh, three four five pages i mean of of course it always depends how long you have been worked yeah but um for each station for each job uh you, there are three bullet points which is really really enough but really only bullet points and words because then you can tell in the interview the details and everything so one page and um per job uh, three bullet points that's totally enough yeah and a cover letter to be honest you don't need anymore it's just really the resume, the CV. And of course, best is in English, so everyone can understand it's international. Depends, of course, on the company, of the company, but English is, uh, yeah, the best. I mean, I'm German, so I would uh, not uh, write my CV in German anymore. It's everything is on English. So you mentioned three bullet points per uh, past experience. Um would you think this have to be more qualitative or quantitative? Do they have to, like, I don't know, uh, prove that they achieved specific milestones? Or is just a sort of like random descriptions of what they were doing at their previous yeah. job? Yeah, it's what I did, actually. So three things where they're responsible for what they did and not the quantitative stuff, because this is what you can tell then in the interview itself. I see. And I think your what you just said regarding the cover letter is a very good news for a lot of people who are going to listen. In. in the end, you don't even like have maybe the time, but also the skills and the capabilities yeah. to like tweak every single cover letter to yeah, every exactly. single application. So it's like you use exactly the same cover letter for, <laughs> I don't for know, how many applications. Just change the headline. Exactly. <laughs> um, no, that's why I'm telling it because I know a lot of people think you still need it, right? And this is, I think, the most painful thing to write. What should I write there? And as you said, I think everyone takes the same one, just change the headline. But honestly, also the HR departments or everyone or so- someone who who is uh, checking the CVs, screening the CVs in the company, they don't have time to read it as well. Yeah, And they won't do it. Yeah, So... Even though um, in some job applications online, there is no button anymore for cover letter um, uploading. It's just add-on, something like this, right? So um, CV is completely fine and enough. 
maybe when the company needs more, they will ask for it, but don't do the work and uh, prepare the cover letter upfront. So just the CV, one page, um, three bullet points per, per workstation, and that's it, basically. And how important is also to include in your CV, um, like any social media profiles, links or LinkedIn profile? I mean, LinkedIn profile is never um, a mistake, right? So why not? Yeah, um, you can put it um, maybe next to your email. So you can see this is the email, the contact. You can also contact me via LinkedIn. This is what I would do. I see. And do you have any suggestions in terms of like keywords or words that is better to include in that specific resume for that specific application? I know that most of these companies, they use a software to like make a first initial screening before any human high can see properly the resume. And I was wondering, you know, that now AI is becoming so used. So like, for example, any tool like ChatGPT or BART for Google or anyone else. Um, uh, it's a reasonable investing of time from the candidates into like trying to include the right keywords or you don't think it's super needed at this stage? That's also a good question. I think um, it's not wrong to put some keywords in, but not too much. Because when you have too much buzzwords in, everyone is like, okay, this cannot be, maybe, yeah? So <laughs> it's maybe not the truth, but it's, it's always like this, right? So not too much keywords, but you also have to integrate them in a clever way then, yeah? But also, um, the in, in German, uh, we always say, uh, weniger ist mehr, so it's like the the minder it's better so not too much showing it's more interesting right so make you rare um therefore i would use some buzzwords yeah but then not too much because a good hr or recruiter can see it behind or be, um, yeah behind the lines what buzzwords is in there so yeah and one thing is uh, because of the cv maybe one tip um there is a when you use linkedin yeah there is some um cool newer um, um, button where you can download the LinkedIn CV directly from LinkedIn. So you can have your LinkedIn profile if it's updated. You can um, create a CV from your LinkedIn profile as well. So you don't need to write everything new down. So just go on your profile and download a LinkedIn profile to CV. So this is also a, 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 yeah, a small tip for someone who hasn't the time to create a CV. So this is, you can also um, yeah, download via PDF and then send it and upload it to the other career websites. Wow. I think this is amazing. I wasn't aware of it. <laughs> okay. And <You're> good. <laughs> I think a lot of people also, they are not aware of it. Maybe like young people or like they, they're just yep. approaching for the first time the, the drafting exactly. of their first resume. They just yeah. really don't know what to do. Yeah. And it's on, on online. There's plenty of templates, but exactly. you never know which one is the most appropriate for that specific industry. So that that's amazing. Okay, no, that's cool because um, you know uh, some of them are or some people ask me always. I say it's the quickest and uh, best way. So therefore, it's always important to have your LinkedIn profile up to date. That's very important as well. Great. And um, do you have any tips for candidates transitioning from now tech roles into tech 
any advice would you give for aligning their transferable skills? Um, I mean, it, it's always nice to hear if somebody is non-tech and wants to yeah, move into tech. It's always nice to hear from me as well. Um, I have to say it depends on the companies they apply to because some companies are very open to also hire non-tech and then, yeah, giving them the chance to 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 grow yeah and learn the tech in within the company depends but this is depending on the role itself so really if you're an and a developer you have no developer skills it's difficult right but if you maybe for instance are a digital marketeer or a digital product owner whatever maybe you can learn this right through all the practices you have and but this is, again, it needs time. And some of the companies, they don't have the time to learn this. Like um, they're all in a hurry. And that's a pity, to be honest. Um, because sometimes some people who are non-digital and they really would love to work in the digital world, they don't get the chance. And this is, I think, it's a pity. Um, but it really depends on the company and on the role. Yeah, I think the company cultures here make place a big role. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And then we come back to the culture fit again, right? <laughs> correct. I think yeah. the culture fit, as you rightly pointed out at the beginning of this interview, is the starting point of everything. Um, and it also for you, because you have to be very good at understanding, first of all, what's the culture, the culture of the company for whom you're like hiring, and then being able to find the right people and the right talents that will fit that specific culture. Exactly. And I, yeah. I, I don't. I don't think. I mean, I met a lot of even recruiters. It's it's not an easy job to being really able to find this equilibrium between the two. Mm, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. Yeah. It needs time again, right? And you have to talk mm. honest with them. And uh, yeah, it, it's time consuming to be honest. Yeah. Um, so, but in the end, it pays out. So the longer they stay with the company, everyone is happy. So. You invest, you need to invest time up front and check every detail and then, yeah. May May I ask you, uh, because, you know, you are a woman, you're a mom, you're an entrepreneur in tech, you know, what challenges have you faced and how have you overcome them, if I may? Yeah, <laughs> um, also good question. To be honest, that's why I love the tech scene, right? Because tech scene is more casual more yeah i don't i don't know how to um how to say it's like it's more an easy way to be adapted yeah as also as a woman if you say for example everyone was like surprised when i said okay and also can code a bit right so especially um as a blonde woman sometimes i'm surprised too eh? (laughs) wow amazing congrats basics right because I'm just interested in it. So I never could, yeah, code anything. Uh, yes, just that it works. It's just the beginning and I'm very interested in it. So facing problems, to be honest, it was okay. Yeah. Um, I just um, think it's always uh, what kind of um, connections you have. They support you or not. Yeah. And um I have a strong network and I think um, it's a good network and you need to have this. Otherwise, if you are a woman and you are starting alone with no network, nothing, it's not that easy, I think. 
and also even as a mom, right? Because everyone thinks, okay, she's not working at all. She has two kids. She can't do anything good. Yeah. Um, it's not possible. Yeah. So therefore, um, sometimes I think it could be challenged if you don't have the right network. That's everything. What I, yeah, I'm happy about it. That the network I have is really, really nice and cool. And we have so much referrals, like giving it away in here and there. So referrals are very important as well in the network. So that is how I'm alive, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I think you did a great job also because, you know, there are a lot of societal pressures on women. Above all, once you become a mom yeah. and a mom of two in this case, it's even more complicated. And, you know, people don't really expect you to become an entrepreneur or like, yeah. you know, to quit your corporate job and then like maybe... You started with your, uh, that Digital 11 maybe was just a side hustle, a passion, and then, then, then exactly. evolved into a full-time business. Uh, so I, what you just said regarding network and the people who really support you and believe in you is extremely important. So having yes. also a community of other women or people who really say to you, hey, this is possible, it's super yeah. important. Um, exactly. So last question uh for you uh is there anything that you would like to share regarding digital 11 like um you know how can you help our audience um is there any interest of like people who like follow century of a woman and sensational chats and to maybe you know knock at your door cassandra and then um asking for your help or work with you or yeah, collaborate sure. with you Yeah, sure. So um, I'm always happy to help, right? So if it's a nice chat or just an email or adding me on LinkedIn, I'm super happy to try to help, right? I'm not always can help, but I'm happy to try to help. And this makes me happy as well, right? I mean, uh, this is again the network. If we if we work together, everyone. So I think we can achieve more than yeah working against each other. So I'm happy to help. Whenever somebody wants to reach out to me or over your network, uh, Frankie. So let's see. Yeah. I'm happy to. Thank you so much, Cassandra. I think it was a, <laughs> an incredible conversation. And also, um, I think it was an occasion to learn also for, you know, people who are like looking for a job or like to change your current position or just to jumping from no tech to tech. So that was absolutely incredible. And I thank you so much for the time you took today to be yeah, with no. us. Um, very welcome. So it was very pleasure and I had fun. So it's always nice to chat about <laughs> these topics. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I, I think your, your insights for women specifically are a testament of the power of determination and, you know, the importance of nurturing your skills. So really, really thank you. Um, And, uh, you know, to all our listeners, keep dreaming big and chasing those tech aspirations. (laughs) Remember to subscribe to Sensational Chats for more inspiring stories like this one with Cassandra today and practical advice. And check out our free resources links um, below. Thank you so much, Cassandra, and have a great day. Thank you, you too. Bye-bye. If you loved our time together today, make sure to rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode. New episodes are dropping each Wednesday. Can't wait to share more stories and tips with you next week. 
And as always, to finish up with our disclaimer, Sensational Chats by Sentua Women offers general financial education, not personalized advice. Remember, we are not financial advisors. Use our content for learning, but always do your own research and due diligence before making financial decisions. Thank you so much and see you next week. Thank you.